We're on a mission from God. And now, something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekumski from St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Nueces, uh, Illinois, and Trinity Lutheran Church in Darmstadt, Illinois. You'd think after 40 years I'd be able to remember that. <laughs> I uh, wasn't going to say it, but yeah, you would think so. <laughs> <You'd> think so. <laughs> and right next to me. And I, I am, am Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful South St. Louis. And this is Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the basics. basics. All right, so I got to tell you this. You tell me what you think of this. So we went to St. Genevieve for my wife's birthday. We, we usually do that for anniversaries, oh, nice. but it didn't work out this summer. So we said, well, we'll go down there. And so we're in a nice bread and breakfast inn at St. Gem, it's called. And no, by the way, if you're nice. looking for a good place to go, go there and tell them that John sent you. Maybe they'll give us a deal the next time we go down there. <laughs> Cause, cause I mean, it's really cool. Cause you not only get breakfast, but like at two o'clock, they they uh, uh, serve dessert. And Whoa! Little, yeah, they have tea. They Very have tea nice at that point. And then at five o'clock, you go back in, and they have hors d'oeuvres as well. Whoa! So it's kind of like a bed and breakfast and a tea few and hors d'oeuvres. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, you know, in these places, of course, they have extra rolls of toilet paper just in case. You know. Well, you never well, know. Just like here in the studio. I don't know why in our studio they have all the but I cases guess, of toilet paper in our studio. Maybe they think we have a need or something. I, I've never complained about that. But so I'm looking at this this roll of toilet paper that's sitting there, still in the wrapper, and it says professional series on it. <laughs> you know, Charmin extra soft, but it says professional series. Good thing you're a professional. <laughs> well, John. that's what I'm thinking. Am I am I qualified even to use this? Are they paying people to use this? I I just did not understand. So if anyone out there, maybe some from the Charmin company is listening to us what in the world does it mean that it was the professional series of toilet paper you have to undergo a rigorous training before using that <laughs> I guess so I don't know or maybe it had to do with opening it I, we didn't the one that was open was enough for us maybe if I had to open it I had to have a special tool or something and then you just left it alone that's the best policy <laughs> Call the innkeeper and ask for their assistance. <laughs> Could you please open our toilet paper? <laughs> and then the other thing I saw that struck me as really strange, so we're in this like candy shop they have down there, and we always get candy for the grandkids. And so they had this display of socks, and they had like these little warning signs over the socks, like, you know, don't let your children look at these or uh, look at these only if you dare. And I'm thinking, what, what is it that we need to have trigger warnings about socks? socks. Are what's scarier is what kind of socks are we making that need warnings? warnings. Oh, yeah. Rated our socks. I guess so. I, well, you know, we've talked about this before. I'm, I'm embarrassed to take my kids into the, the Hallmark store unless they get some of the adult cards that are sitting there. I, I, our culture apparently has changed. Yeah. You know, well, anyway, for good or for bad, that's my report from St. Genevieve. See, every time you leave New Athens, something happens. <laughs> you, have, you have some new story to tell every time. <laughs> that's just the story of my life. Well, you have a story to tell, and it's not from St. Genevieve. It's from the Holy Bible, right? It is. <laughs> okay. Very good. What an intro. That's great. All right, now. There's no time for foolishness. All okay. right. Back down to business. Is this the professional series now that we're the using? professional series. Only, only... <laughs> 
saying we're kind of sort of professionals. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, so what we want to look at Mark chapter 12, if we have professionals following along at home. <laughs> um, Mark chapter 12, beginning with verse uh, 38. So we want to okay. start there. All right. Um, yeah, I was can, wondering about that. Because yeah, you said last week you were going to call to mind somebody that Jesus yes. said we should pay attention yes. to. Yeah, let's uh, let's start with a little story, though, first. Okay. There's a, a story about a... Um, toilet paper? A toilet paper. <laughs> Not quite. Okay. I thought we could have a theme today. If you would have warned me, I could have come with some good toilet paper stories. All right. All right. The, uh, but, but this is a story about a, a church that was having a stewardship campaign. Okay, and, cool. And they had uh, they had asked people to, to make pledges and, and how much they would like to give uh, toward the ministry of the church. And there was one prominent member who uh, didn't pledge anything, really wasn't giving oh, anything. Oh, what? That's strange. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and they were known to be a pretty successful a person of means, uh, of wealth even. And so a volunteer at the congregation called up the man and said, well, it won't it won't hurt to just call and see if they'd like to, you know, make yeah. a donation. So maybe it was just an oversight. Oversight. Yeah. So calls up the, the, the member and says, you know, I'm calling on behalf of the church and our search campaign. And like, would you like to give it this time? And and the person says, uh, the man on the other end says, well, you are you aware that my, my mother has dementia and she requires expensive care? And the volunteer said, well, oh, no, I'm wow. sorry. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. And, and he goes on and he says, well, are you aware that that uh, my my brother was in an accident and and now requires the care of a nurse 24 hours a day? Very expensive. Well, no, sir, I, I didn't realize that. And the, the guy goes on. Did, did you know that my sister is a, a widow and she has three young children that need help? And the, the volunteer said, sir, I'm so sorry. You know, I was not aware of these things. And the guy's not done. He goes on and says, you know what? I, the gall of you people, if I don't give a dime to them, why should I give any money to you? <laughs> See, it's a joke. So, uh, I'm sorry. I swallowed it hook, line, and sinker. I mean, this is such a sad story. No, but if I don't give a dime to them, why should I give a dime to you people at church? So... <laughs> Okay, so, that's yeah. a good one. So there's really no lesson to learn here, <laughs> except, um, yeah, this guy's giving nothing to anyone, Anybody right? Buy. His own yeah. family yeah. that's in need, they don't give a dime from him. Uh, his own church doesn't give a di- get a dime from him either. So that's that's really the only uh, the point <laughs> of the story. The other point of the story, I guess, is um, we have just the opposite case here in Mark's Gospel, ah, okay. Mark chapter 12. Okay. It's not a case of knowing uh, someone giving nothing. It's a case of someone giving Everything. Everything. Giving their all, right? So we want to, before we get to that, though, let's uh, let's set the scene here because that's what Jesus does. Okay. So our reading uh, begins with Mark chapter 12, verse 38. And, and again, to set the scene, Jesus and his disciples are gathered together in Jerusalem. This is after Palm Sunday, so this is during Holy Week. They're in the temple, and they're in the temple courts there, and Jesus and the disciples just sort of seem to be people watching here in the temple, uh, the temple courts. So the first group that Jesus mentions, and we can assume perhaps they were there in the temple courts too, are the scribes. So let's let's read about could, that. Could I ask you? Yeah, go so ahead. Th- this is Holy Week we're dealing yes. with? So this is right before he's going to yeah, give so up his life on the cross. Just a matter of days before yeah, Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and of course then cool. Easter Sunday. All right. Yeah. So we're in the temple, people watching, and we see the scribes. Yeah, verses 38 through 40. And in his teaching, and in Jesus' teaching, he said, Beware of the scribes. We like to walk around in long robes and like greens in the marketplaces and have the best seats in the synagogues and the places of honor at feasts, who devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayers. 
they will receive the greater condemnation. Wow. So uh, the scribes, of all people, you would think that they would be, you know, on the good list, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> what is a scribe, by the so, way? So, yeah, a scribe is someone who knows the Old Testament scriptures, okay. okay? So they know the scriptures, they teach the scriptures even. You'd think they would be, yeah, model people. But here Jesus calls them out and says, well, wait, wait a second, though. They may know the scriptures, but they, they don't live out the scriptures, right? So they're doing things like wearing these long robes, right? Prideful, like the greetings, the best seats. Even worse than that, what else do they do? They seem to be greedy. They yeah, devour, yeah. So I was thinking yeah. it's, it's not just that they're not giving, but they're actually taking from yeah. the widows and the sick sister and all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayers. Devour widows' houses. What is? What's Jesus talking about there? Well, I don't think this is that whole thing where they had the gingerbread house. <laughs> I'm no, just I'm going to go with it just on a leap that that's not we're talking gingerbread houses. No. But apparently they were cheating the widows out of their money somehow. Yeah, so much that they they they, they take so much that they're out of house. Taking their home. homes. Yeah, yeah, yeah to yeah. take advantage of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do, do, do you know that's what they think what was happening with the whole witch trials? Did you hear that? Did you read that article? Oh, that's no, but yeah, the witch they're trials making accusations and, to get their so, so they property? could get their property. Yeah, oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. So, wow. so it's, apparently there's been scribes throughout history. Well, it's kind of this holier than thou type thing, and well, then using that to. And, and they're easy to take advantage of because they have no man to represent him. Yeah. You know, they're widows and so forth. You can legally do things. Yep. Sad to say, I think that stuff goes on in our world even oh today. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. The yeah. scams that take place, taking advantage of, of the elderly and others. Oh, the boy. very people that have the greatest need. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And I, I think, as we'll look at a little more in just a second, that's so important to to keep in mind, especially in first century Israel, when yes. this is taking place, you know, today widows, yeah, they, they may be in need, but boy, in, in Jesus' day and when this takes place, boy, they are really in need. I mean, they're sort of at the bottom of Israel's social ladder, right? And especially if they don't have someone to care for them, right. they're destitute. I mean, they have very little, if anything. There's no Social Security. There's no uh, 401K or Medicare. You know, they're they're just on their own. Well, and without without a husband, they have no legal representation either. Yeah. You know, that's why that other parable is so striking about the woman who comes to the judge and won't let go or stop until he does something for her because literally that's what you'd have to do. Because the judge could simply say, well, you're, you're no, you don't have any legal representation. I don't, which don't you think that's probably why they scribes took advantage of these yeah. women too and i think it just it just shows how despicable that is too though that they were easy pickings well but but see here's what they would think they would say oh well they're a widow obviously they've done something wrong they must have sinned god's punishing them so i can help god out here okay well yeah so so that's <laughs> right. the other wrinkle in this whole thing yeah. is this mindset among the jews at this time too that if someone is wealthy a person of means that exactly. means god has blessed them that they have favor with god right and oh, wait a second here. Jesus comes along and he turns that whole idea beware, upside down. Beware right? of the scribes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So lots of different factors at play here. And I think they all really do help shed better light on this portion of the story, but also what's to come. Okay. Too. So right. Jesus and his disciples, still people watching. And uh, there's another group of people other than the scribes there in the temple courts. And Jesus comments on them. So let's go to read just verse 41. And let me just echo the final words. Yeah. And they will receive the greater Ooh, yeah. condemnation of the scribes. All right. Now, as Jesus said opposite the treasury and watched the people putting money into the offering box, 
many rich people put in large sums. All right, we'll stop there. So, right. so the, just to kind of get a picture of this in our in our heads. So in the temple courts, and there would have been thirteen different trumpet shaped reciprocals really? yep, there okay. for yep. people to put their offering in. Yep. And so these these rich people, these people of means, are coming in and they are putting money in those offering boxes. And it's a very public thing, really. Yep. When yep. you think about that, it's not just you pass the plate and you just kind of put in whatever during worship. Yeah, I know. And you I kind pass of fold it, it up person. two or three times and then stick it underneath. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Or, you know, you put in an envelope all together and you, no one yep, even knows even what know. you put in. That's it might, right. It might be empty. Who knows? Yeah. But, uh, but this is pretty public. And they're probably bringing coins here. So they're <laughs> pouring these in these boxes. And it probably sounds like, you know, the payout of a, of a jackpot of a slot machine. That's what I was thinking. Ching, 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 ching. And, and they, people are taking notice. People are taking notice, I'm sure. Uh, it sure, certainly seems Jesus and the disciples are taking notice. Oh, yeah. Look at that guy. Oh, wow. That's a lot of money he yep. put into that horn. Yep. Many people, many rich people put in large sums, all right? But that's not the person that Jesus draws their attention to. You know, everyone's looking at these rich people with wide oh. eyes, how much they're putting in. Wow, look at that guy. Whoa, he must be really well off. Jesus, no, no, don't pay attention to them. He... In the next few verses, he intentionally draws the attention of the disciples to someone else that probably no one else is paying any attention to except Jesus. Yeah, in fact, I can probably see. Step aside there. Step aside. We got this important person. See, you did that whole James thing on us, didn't you? Yes, right. James yes, so right. the rich you guy comes every in. Moment of it. Come yeah. on in. Come on in, rich guy. Come on in. Get up real close yeah, to the exactly. offering basket here. You poor widow. You can just stand in the back there. We'll get to you later. Yeah. Well, okay. no, well, well, we we're like that, aren't we, John? I mean, we 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 we're impressed by numbers. Yeah. Um, we we do things like uh, you ever go to the like you go to the Muni or something. You get the yeah. playbill. And yep. you can see how much the donors gave Ooh, and their names yep, are printed. Yep, yep. And, Whoa, look how much they gave. Yep. Uh, but even even in churches, and, and maybe this is more or less a thing of the past, but the church is even printing the names. Have you, did you experience that? They did that, that in my vicarage congregation. Oh, it's the first time boy, I ever oh, saw boy, that. The names yeah. of individuals and even and what families. They gave. And the dollar amount, what they give an offering. I mean, that's uh, <laughs> I, I think that's pretty rare nowadays, I would imagine. But uh, again, that's... Uh, Boy, I don't, I don't know if that's a good idea. One, because, and perhaps mainly, it doesn't take into account this idea of proportional giving. Yeah, you know, if yeah. someone is wealthy and they're given much, and boy, they're at the top of the list, well, you know, that might just be a small fraction of, of what they could give. Um, and yet, if someone's at the bottom of that list and has a meager amount, they may be given a substantial amount of their income to the work of the church, but it's just not reflected there. So, uh, boy, I don't know if that's a, that's, that's a good idea. And plus, you know, there's admonitions to even not know what... Your left hand, know what your right hand's doing in terms of giving. The scripture is pretty clear about that. But anyway, um, it's kind of interesting that we are still today kind of impressed by the rich people and how much they might pour into the offering basket. Well, and, and like you said, everything you look at, every charity, every every uh, organization, it's kind of set up that way that if you make a big donation, oh, we'll name the building after you or your name goes up the top on the program and everything. It is pretty much how the worldly yeah. system is set. Yeah. It does remind me of a prayer. I've often spoke to God. I prayed this fervently just a few weeks ago when, when what was it, up to like a billion dollars, remember? Oh, the 
mega thought, millions? Yeah, oh, Lord, give me the billion dollars. Oh, the good things I would do with that billion dollars. And, and then the Lord says, you know, you're not doing real well with what I've given you now. <laughs> Why would I think you'll do any better if I give you a billion dollars? Multiply so the problems. how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, more? Where do we go from here? You want to read about the one who really is the, the important one? Or this is what got... we're building up to, right? Okay. So let, let's press on here to right. uh, verses 43 through uh, 44. Jesus calls his disciples. And a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which make a penny. So like a half penny each. Yeah. Wow. And he called his disciples to him and said to them, Truly, I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box, for they all contributed out of their abundance. But she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. Yeah. Yeah. So who gives more here? Uh, This poor widow that puts in two little copper coins next to nothing, the smallest amount really that someone could give, or the rich who are pouring in the cash. Well, we would say the rich, the rich right? Sure. Obviously, yeah, the rich yeah. are giving more. But but that's not what Jesus says, right? No. You know, Jesus looks at the whole thing differently and says that she has put more in, right? And that's because Jesus is is looking at this widow and she see he she sees that they're giving out of their their abundance. Right. She's giving out of her poverty, right? They're giving and they have a whole lot left of themselves left over. She's giving, she has nothing left for herself. You know, they're giving some, but she she's giving all. Uh, talk about proportional giving. She's giving 100% of what she has. She gives it all, which is incredible, right? Yeah, and so like you said, that's the problem. If we would post what everyone gives, it, it really would not tell us what the value of their gift is because yeah. we don't know what it is they started with and how much, I, I, I call it juice, how much they've got left over. Yeah. yeah, I had a billion dollars. I'd probably give the church a million dollars, but that means I'd have nine hundred and ninety-nine million still for myself. Still left over, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then that's 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 yeah. the woman's just the opposite. Okay, so that's wonderful. The woman's giving something to celebrate. So right? the lesson is that we need to give two pennies. Let's double what the widow gave. Not uh, just one cent, but two cents. Oh, boy. Wait, no, wait. Is a that the lesson? <laughs> wait, no, no. <laughs> Let's, I, I think there's a couple different lessons. Okay. Perhaps. But, but, but one is, and I, you know, I, I want to see what you think about this, John. So, okay. you know, right before this, Jesus is criticizing the Sadducees and he's saying they're devouring the houses of, of gal like women like this, right? Widows. Yes, exactly. So I wonder as, as Jesus sees her put in everything to the offering, I wonder if, uh, in some ways Jesus might be just a little bit saddened by it because maybe she's, she's doing this because these, that's these, these that's the situation that have, they've left her in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that I can that, see that. That, that that she's almost being forced to do this yeah. because they said you need to do this. You need to give, and she gives oh, away wow. everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, yeah, maybe she's in poverty because of the scribes, but maybe she's even given the last of what she has because of the scribes' teaching. Yeah. Kind of interesting to think that, about. That's, All right. it is, I never thought about the connection between those two stories, but they come back to back. They're back so obviously to back. they're designed that way. Yeah. yeah. Now I don't want to. I don't want to criticize the widow here, and Jesus seems to be oh, no. praising the widow. Yep, okay. Yep. Look and, at her. Yeah. Yeah, and look at her. Take notice of her, and and really look lifting her up as a positive example. Okay, so I don't want to deny that, but I think that is interesting. Um, but I, I think from this widow, we, we can learn some things. Um, so so what what does Jesus want us to do? Um, th- does he want us to just give, like you said, a two pennies, <laughs> follow, double double the amount, or double is good? Follow the model of the widow. Or does he want us to 
liquidate all of our assets, on the other hand, our checking account, clear out well, our I, I don't think that's what he wants either. And bring it next Sunday and plop it in the offering plate. I don't think that's it either. Well, we could I mean, do it. Yeah, if people want to do that, it's St. Paul's Lutheran Church, 900 <laughs> Belshaw in New Athens. If you're thinking of doing that, we're probably the church you want to come and do that. At. Yeah, that's right. You have extra deep offering plates <laughs> there at St. Paul's. Right. There's room enough. So bring a lot of coins. We don't care. <laughs> so we, we could do that. OK, yeah. but but Jesus wants more than that. Right. Yeah. He wants everything. He wants our whole self. That's the problem with and, Jesus. And, and that's isn't a, it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and it makes sense because he's redeemed all of us. Right. Yep. Yep. Uh, so and he, he gave it all this stuff gave, to begin with. Exactly. So our, when our stewardship, OK, our management of the gifts he gave us in the first place, that extends beyond just Sunday morning worship. Yep. That extends beyond just what we put in the offering plate when it passes by. Now, how we use the gifts and our times, our talents, our treasure, everything that we have throughout the week, throughout every day and the vocations and callings we have, yeah, that that's what Jesus is calling us to do, to give our all to him all the time, right? But that's hard to do, though, Matt. Now, well, you've asked yeah. me to do something that I'm not really capable of doing. Or, Trust me, I'm going to keep some back for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the only... Well, the only motivation we have for doing it, because we wouldn't even want to do that, to be no. honest, right? The only motivation we have and, and what, uh, you know, what motivates here for us as those stewards is, is the one who gave his all for yeah. us. And that's yeah. what it all goes back to, is when Jesus gave his all for us in his life. You know, though he was rich, he became poor so that we might be rich, as Second Corinthians says. Um, you know, and I think it's interesting, too. You know, as Jesus is in the temple, yeah. I think of how Jesus grew up with in poverty. Oh, yeah. And I wonder if, as he sees this widow, if he's thinking back to when he went to that temple, although he oh, didn't remember yeah, it, yeah. when he was uh, an infant still for right. his presentation, Mary's oh, purification. Yes. And remember what they give? Two doves. Two, two doves. That's the minimum. The because, bare minimum. Because the they can't afford to give yeah. the, 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 the preferred sacrifice of a lamb. And so they give these two doves. Yeah. They're like this widow, the Mary and Joseph, they come in. And so just the point being, Jesus knows what, this, what it's like, yeah. right? Yeah. And he grows up in poverty and he grows up without a house or a home as he preaches and teaches as an adult. And then he gives his all then finally on the cross. And because he gave his all for us and redeemed us fully. Yeah, that's our motivation for giving to him. Well, I'm thinking, uh, uh, you know, she must have had a tremendous faith in the Lord to be willing to give up those last two coins. She must have thought, somehow, God, I know you're going to provide for me. You'll take care of me. Uh, we could get my wife Lynn on here because she she knew what it was to live in poverty for yeah. some time. Uh, she she was a uh, her her first, first husband had 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 left her and everything, and she said that though it was a funny thing. She would pray. In fact, she said she would go over to the altar. I wish she could hear to tell it because she tells it so well. And she'd just lay the bills there on the altar. Say, Lord, I don't know what to do. You got to take care of them. And inevitably, something would happen. A check would come in the mail. Something that she'd forgotten about, or somebody would give them something, and it would all be yeah. taken care of. So, and I I think you know when we look at this widow i i think that i like to picture her as she gives she's doing with a smile on her face yeah even. this trust the that Lord god's loves a trust. cheerful giver there's there's a joy yeah. there in giving and you know you hear stories where people have concerns well you don't you can't afford to give offering just keep it for yourself and and the response you know sometimes is yeah. along the lines of but but don't take my joy away from me <laughs> that's right i want to i want to give those last two coins i, I lynn wanted to give Exactly. You know, that offering on the altar. Don't yeah. take that joy of giving away from me. And we think of of, of those, you know, uh, that have so much more. And, and, and sometimes we 
are stingy in our giving and don't have that joy. But I, I like to think of that woman as, as giving those last two coins even with joy. And, and, you know, it occurs to me that that also provides us then that example, too, that we ought to look around the people that aren't doing so well. And maybe those are the people we should be paying attention to. And we should be out loving and caring and helping for them, too, right? I was hungry and you fed yeah. me. I was naked and you clothed me yeah. and what have you. Yeah, I, I wish we knew the rest of the story here. What, what yeah. happened next? Did Jesus that would be. talk to that woman? Did the disciples help provide for her? Did What, what happened next? Uh, or does God work through someone else to do that? What happened next? But anyway, uh, that, that's what we do know, and what a great, what a great account for us as Jesus draws our attention to this widow, just as He drew the disciples' attention. And this has been wrestling, wrestling with, with the, the basics. basics.